It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode 27 of Live Mike. I am so grateful to you for uh, following us along uh, on this little journey as we start this new show. Oh, impeachment power you hear that? Itself. It's Adam Schiff. When a president abuses the power of his Lead office impeachment to so manager on the floor of the United States Senate. He's still, so without lawful he, he's still uh, against President Trump, right? Is that right? Okay. He confirms that he sees himself as above the law. Oh, yeah. His Sounds actions negative. destabilize the separation of powers that defines our democracy. And All right, very good. We're going to uh, touch base time to time uh, throughout this program today on what's going on on the House floor. Since we began the program just under an hour ago, it's been lead impeachment manager Adam Schiff. Guiding the effort against uh, the president. He's one of the prosecutors there presenting his case uh, on the floor of the United States Senate. I am I'm anxious to go back. I, I know I make fun uh, and I'm kind of talking about what's happening now in jest. Uh, but I will go back and I'll read everything he's saying today. Uh, and because because of the context, this is something that happens so rarely in history uh, that it. it it is worth uh, our attention and worthy of the time uh, we put into to learning. Uh, anyway, I know that it becomes almost monotonous and, and mundane and you might roll your eyes. That's all the, uh, the great hours spent uh, him repeating himself and uh, talking about how terrible the president was and how he obstructed Congress and how he abused his power. Uh, and then on the flip side, again, that's the, that's if you are of one political stripe and you on the other side uh, will probably roll your eyes and feel it's a, a mundane uh, effort being executed by those in defense of the president. Talking about uh, the Democrats on the other side inventing the rules and breaking from precedent and not uh, uh, being satisfied with anything and uh, simply being uh, out to impeach the president at all costs. There is uh, a lot of that. That attitude is common and prevalent, and if I'm honest, it has some merit, uh, because a lot of this is an act uh, in theater and an act of pageantry, uh, but at the end of it, it is a test of our Constitution, and she's being tested uh, pretty strongly right now, and uh, so far, she's holding up all right. I'm anxious to see how it all plays out. Listen, I told you in this segment I was going to talk to you about uh, James Norman Mattis, Mad Dog. Uh, he... It was in Utah just yesterday. He was speaking at the TSC ballroom uh, to an audience of more than a thousand people. In fact, the, there were so many folks that showed up that uh, they had to open up some seats in an overflow room. 300 overflow seats. A pretty good turnout. Uh, James Mattis. Uh, he comes here to Utah in the midst of a, a difficult. Can you just. Schiff is still in my ear, right? Am I crazy? Huh? Maybe I've been listening to Schiff so much that uh, I'm hearing him in my own mind. Um, anyway, I guess he's not talking. We'll, we'll ch touch base with Mr. Schiff uh, later on. Mattis is in town yesterday, and he uh, joined 
uh, a number of folks up there at Utah State. Let me first uh, play for you a couple of the comments made by Madison. I want to talk to you uh, in a moment about why it's significant that he comes here to Utah. Uh, this is General Jim Mattis addressing folks up at Utah State just yesterday. Most of my time now talking with young people on various campuses is to talk to you about why I have that faith. It's not some la-la land faith. It's based on the rigors of our Constitution. It's based on uh, faith in the American electorate. And it certainly is not dismayed by challenges. I've seen a lot of challenges overcome on the battlefield when someone might have said, you know, this is going to be really hard. And this is where I think that the study of history uh, can really help us. I can't emphasize too strongly that we've got to get back to teaching the good and the bad and the ugly about America, not just certain things, and have a narrow parochial view of America. An honest view of America puts all of it out there so that our young people have the image and the vision that the Australian ambassador had of America, as well as what we all share here, perhaps here in this valley where back in 1863 in the Shoshone massacre we saw where we didn't live up to our higher standards. So we recognize it, we work on it, we make amends, we get better. And if we keep in mind from the good things to the tough things uh, that we're always trying to do better. I so admire individuals who are able to speak extemporaneously and do so while making references to large and profound uh, bits of history. That was a big portion of what General Mattis had to say yesterday, uh, was that if we are, and very basically, you know, you hear this about if we don't study history, we're doomed to repeat it. That's the gist of what he had to say. It is very important that we look backwards as we prepare to move forwards. Uh, I think, too, that uh, it's, it's important to understand uh, and appreciate leadership when it is made manifest. General Mattis, he before joining Trump's administration, he was a Marine general who led NATO's supreme allied command. Uh, he led troops in the Persian Gulf. He led troops in Afghanistan uh, and Iraq. Uh, and he has a book uh, coming out on the horizon. I think I'll uh, pick that up myself. Call sign Chaos is the name of his book. Uh, but that uh, appreciation for history and that reliance on the lessons learned from history, I think, are uh, very important. And I'm glad that the general was here speaking to Utahns, uh, young Utahns, about that importance. I think it's a, a good thing for us. I challenge you to, to go back and look at some of the uh, bits of history that may be impacting your life today in an effort to better understand today and better prepare yourself for uh, what's coming up tomorrow. Listen, uh, the Mattis... He had things to say about Trump. Now, we didn't talk about what's going on currently, but he did uh, characterize the conversation he had with Trump just before he got the job as Secretary of Defense. He and I had a very forthright conversation. I disagreed with him three times on the three questions he asked me. Um, and uh, and I would just tell you that we walked out on the, uh, the steps and I thought, well, that takes care of that. Back to Stanford. <laughs> And uh, we got on the steps, and, and President-elect Trump said, hey, I like this guy, and, and he hired me. And uh, I was very uh, upfront with him all the way through. We had a good relationship, and we disagreed on some things. And near the end, it was time, obviously, for me to leave. I left with no rancor. Uh, but I would tell you that we have a country here that is worth keeping faith in. We have a country that is worth protecting. It's a, as a World War II Marine put it once, he said the country didn't have to be perfect to be worth fighting for. That's General Mattis, again, as he addressed 
the students up at Utah State University. He gathered them together in the TSE ballroom. Uh, Producer Amy, she's a, a former Utah State University student. What does TSE stand for? TSE, I don't know. We'll check it out. TSE ballroom. That's where General Mattis spoke yesterday to a thousand folks. Taggart Student Center, Taggart Student Center Ballroom. Yesterday, uh, General Matt is speaking to a thousand folks, uh, and that's capacity. They had to open up a, a second theater to handle the overflow, folks. He spoke yesterday uh, about history. He spoke uh, about his dealings with President Trump, uh, and he also spoke uh, to the students up there about the importance of trust. And let me play uh, for you his comments on that theme. In terms of leadership, and we uh, we have a lot of high school students here, co- college students here. You're going to be leaders someday. And if you cannot create trust, you cannot create harmony. And if you can't put that together, whether it be in an orchestra or on a football field or in a business or in a diocese or in a military unit, then you may be proclaimed the president of the company or the captain of the outfit or the team captain. But the people who determine if you're a leader are the subordinates, and you've got to be able to create that trust. And what do you do with it once you have it? Well, you try to get as many people inside the tent as possible. You get people inside the tent so they help solve the problem. And then you unleash that initiative, and you do it in a way that you just kind of take your hands off the steering wheel once you're certain they know what you want to do, and they carry it out ethically and morally and very capably. And how you get there uh, is all built on that foundation of trust. That's General Mattis, Jim Mattis, speaking to the students at Utah State University just yesterday. Uh, over a thousand students joined uh, to hear what the, the general had to say, former Secretary of Defense. Uh, if I'm honest, uh, can I say something about General Mattis? I uh, lament his departure from uh, the White House. Why? Well, no offense to the folks that work there, but when he was there, I was made, uh, I was comfortable uh, because to me he struck me as the adult in the room and when there were difficult decisions to be made uh, I was comfortable and confident knowing that Mattis was there to be uh, a guiding and steady hand Uh, not just because of the way he speaks but because of what he has done Uh, I read off to you his military accomplishments and his attitudes on leadership and uh, he's just a stand-up guy and I was pleased to have him there Uh, and I think when I find some time I'm going to pick up this book of his call sign chaos uh, give that a read. Listen, we're going to take a, a quick break here. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about Clark Aposh. You know, he's my gun friend. He comes in here from time to time. Well, he uh, finds himself in district court today. Uh, has to do with his ownership of a bump stock. We're going to talk to uh, an attorney representing him in the next segment. Also want to point out the Senate uh, stands in recess right now, taking a little break. Uh, anyway, we'll follow that throughout the day here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.